What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, Scoops. and Marty Sleva. Wow. And we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about 10 big games we know are coming in early 2018. It's never too early to start looking ahead to next year. It is. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> right now. I'm calling it it's too early. Uh, we're going to revisit last week's big topic, uh, EA closing Visceral and pivoting its Star Wars game into more of a game as service because we've got some quotes from an ex-Visceral dev uh, that are fairly interesting. But first, this week is probably the biggest week of the year for us video gamers. Three... Uh, Enormous games all out this week, all out on the same day on Friday. Super Mario Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Origins, and Wolfenstein 2. And it's crazy they're all Friday. They're all on what Friday. What happened to yeah. Tuesdays? Yeah, what happened to Bring Tuesday? back Tuesday. It's a good point. Yeah. And then this Tuesday was kind of quiet. What are you talking about? We got, we got the Mummy. We got the Mummy Demastered. Planet of the Apes. Which is a pretty cool 16-bit yeah. uh, Metroidvania by Way Forward, who made yeah. the uh, Shantae series. Which yeah. Uh, apparently, they just borrowed stuff uh, from Contra and Metroid and made a Mummy game. Yeah. Added. And they've made a Contra game before. They have made a Contra. It's a Controid? <laughs> Controid. <laughs> uh, uh, I know we have various levels of experience with these big games that are coming out this week. I don't think any of us have played Mario, the final version. I guess Justin played like 20 minutes of it. I played 20 minutes of it. Uh, but yeah, we I have, watched we, you play that 20 minutes. Yeah, well, it was a good I, job. Yeah, you, you missed a couple of coins and it drove Pear crazy. Yeah, Pear was really, it was, it was an upset man. Um, no, I said on Scoop last week or two weeks ago that I played the game at E3 and Comic-Con and just found Mario's controls to be a little bit slow and didn't feel quite right. And I think I figured it out. Uh, which camera I'm looking at. Okay. Uh, <sighs> The one with the red light. So um, so many cameras. I think it's because, for whatever reason, at trade shows, Nintendo was really pushing you to play it with the Joy-Cons. Separated, even. Separated. Yeah. That's, how they, that's how they're trying to encourage people to play that game. And when you, the Pro Controller, man, if you have a Pro Controller at home, that's the way to play it. Yeah, you can even do the motion controls. Like Ryan, who reviewed the game, uh, takes the, the full Pro Controller and does these little flicks yeah. of his wrist, and it does the exact motion. So I don't know why they're encouraging the other. So I don't want anyone to feel discouraged. Like, don't feel afraid to play the game. Like, play the game however you want to play the game. But for me, like, once I had my hands joined back together and got a chance to yeah. sit with the game, like, away from the pressure of a trade show, I don't have those same concerns concerns about yeah. Mario's mm -hmm. movement, although yeah. I didn't play enough of the game to really judge the game itself. Yeah. By the time the listeners and viewers uh, hear and see this episode, Ryan's review of Super Mario Odyssey will be live. However, it's not live at this moment, but we are pretty sure it's getting a very, 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 very good score. Yeah, I think about uh, 20 minutes ago there was a conversation and uh, it's getting a 10. Yeah, Make, I'm calling it. Okay, you're, wow. you're calling so, it. So mm -hmm. if the conversation got got pulled back, it's yeah. on you. Goodness gracious, <laughs> if, fine. It, if it turns out to be like a 9.7, the readers will know. Some <laughs> something something bad would have to happen between now and hitting publish, which is should be very soon. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. Of uh, we're updating our well, we're making our top 25 switch list, mm. and it's gonna be really interesting to see. I mean, which one of them's number one? Oh boy! Oh man! Well, it's gonna be really interesting. Which one of them's number one at the end of this ah, year? Yeah, I mean, game Mario is one thing, but top twenty arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mario or arms? Splatouche. <laughs> um, uh, you have to know Zelda got a ten. Mario got a ten. Not only do we get two new mainline Mario and Zelda games mm -hmm. uh, in the same year, they're seemingly the best. In yeah. A, a decade. In a long yeah. time. So yeah. I'm so happy to see Nintendo doing well again. It's yeah. neat because like Mario Galaxy 2 got a 10. Mm -hmm. 
And that was the last, you know, big 3D Mario game. But the last couple Zeldas, you know, did really well, too. So it's like the series. Mm -hmm. But we don't look back at Skyward Sword and say, like, that's an obvious 10. But, you know. so Well, you know, we all do our best when we we review games, you know. And uh, sometimes, I've said it on Scoop before, sometimes we're like, yeah, we really nailed that score. And sometimes we underrate things. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. in hindsight, we say, ah, maybe that score is a little too high. And I think you're right. Skyward Sword, like, it hasn't quite aged in the way that some other games have. But different reviewers think different things about different. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah that's I true. shouldn't. It's always maybe none of us will like Mario, and then <laughs> Ryan, who's the reviewer, will be wrong. Well, he is a giant Nintendo fanboy. <laughs> now we always back up our uh, our fellow reviewers and their scores yeah. because it's their opinion, and that's what they yeah. do. That's their job. Yeah. Well, the ten in particular is uh, actually Dan does a really good job of making everyone justify their score. If yeah. you want to give a game a seven, he says, "Look, your review text is skewing a little negative. Like, if you really do feel like it's a seven, it's a good game. You need to, you know, you need to." You have to support that, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. This time he interviewed Miranda, who's been playing a lot, and Brendan, who's been playing a lot, and, and a couple of our UK people. So in the case of a 10 right. specifically, it goes through a little bit more rigorous, like a, a small council. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally excited to dive into that uh, this yeah. weekend, finally. And then you can play it while watching Stranger Things, because there's no other <laughs> way there's gonna, we're going to be able to watch Stranger Things. I don't, rec- I don't recommend that. Well, it's going to suck, but that's the only way to do it. What about, can I play it I mean, in the I'm not th- going to put it down. Can I play it in the theater while I'm watching Jigsaw? <laughs> Are you actually can going to see Jigsaw? Switch? Yeah, I'm probably going to get liquored up and I've never see seen. <laughs> I've never seen any Saw movie. Oh, I've oh, seen all boy. the Saw movies. Also, we have a video for you. Wait, you've narrated the video. Yeah. I've narrated. I know everything that happens, yeah. But I've never seen any of the gags. And I've never seen like the gore. So you've never seen the movies, but you narrated the like seven-minute untangling. Yeah. The so what happens, what happens in those movies? It's well, incomprehensible. <laughs> a guy gets a brain tumor, and he's really upset about it, and so he starts... <laughs> <laughs> locking up people that he resents in, breaking, in death traps oh. and gives them a chance to escape. Uh, but then there's a copycat killer who tries to copy him, but his death traps aren't fair, according to the original death trap setter. So he kidnaps that guy, but instead of killing him, he takes him on and makes him his apprentice. Or, yeah. And it spirals on from there. It's really good. A couple of the movies Goop. take place during the, each other, and yeah. some movies are prequels. And Jig Scoop. I, I think I stopped after Saw 2. I didn't oh, know any of that. They keep going, dude. This one is supposedly the final chapter. No, the last no, one is the final chapter. This is like the reboot. This is like this is like Saw's back. They took this is like a prequel, right? I don't know. Maybe it's a pre sequel. Nobody, nobody knows. Nobody know. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, when you update this feature, yeah, after seeing the movie, yeah, yeah, you'll for know. Sure. Uh, excited for Super Mario Odyssey this weekend. I don't know. One one feature in the game that was a nice little surprise for me, I don't know if it's known, is that there's a photo mode, and then there's different filters mm. you can put over everything. And there's even a retro Game Boy and Super Nintendo filter. Oh, that's Game awesome. Boy filter. That's yeah, so cool. That you can put in there. And it looks yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. It's it looks got that greenish mucus look. Yeah. I, don't, I would like to attempt actually playing the game that way. It might hurt my eyes, but I would like to try that. I, I mean, know. is it accessible outside of the photo mode? I probably not. Is there not, a virtual boy? Unless they, uh, yeah. Maybe they could would release a patch at some point that allows yeah. you to do that. Uncharted 4 had, uh, had that. Yeah, like, all the different and, tones. And like, 16-bit or pixelated yeah. mode. This is something that got me excited that is, it's, I'm not going to make it spoilery, but there's more than we thought there would be in the game. There's more There's more places to go, and yeah. there's more uh, things to collect. And leaving it that vague is, uh, I think, important for people like me because I was a little bit worried when they were like saying, like, here's the places you can go, and, you know, I'm excited that there's so much more to do. You play yeah. a lot of that game before you get to New Donk City. Like it's a big, mm. big really? game. That's mm. interesting. Yeah, I thought that would be like super beginning level. Huh. 
Cool. So three big games all out on the same day: Mario, Assassin's Creed, Wolfenstein. And you know, for months now, we've been like, "How are we gonna? I want to play all these games. They all look great. How are we gonna divide our time?" Uh, well, last night I started Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, I played four or five hours of that, and after that amount of time with the game. It becomes starkly clear to me that I can wait to play Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah. I think you're tripping, dude. I mean, like, tell me, 20, I'm 25 hours into it. And so I'm obsessed. I, I understand it, your first five hours. Yeah, I understand. It's supposed to be like a gigantic yeah. game. Uh, I, I, I hope it gets better, but the beginning of that game did not grab me. Yeah, yeah. It takes uh, for me until once you get to Alexandria and you, mm. you spoilers, you you uh, reunite with your wife. Sure. And that's when the game really opens up and starts becoming like the actual RPG that it is. Yeah. That's when you start getting an insane amount of side quests. The world is populated with so much stuff to do. You start getting multiple assassinations to where you can sort of choose where you want to go. Um, the character interactions between Bayek and, and his wife are really good. Um, that's when some of the cool, uh, without going into spoilers, sci-fi meta stuff of the game, like the the you know just the overall Assassin's Creed plot starts coming out. Yeah, um, you get your Leonardo da Vinci supplied upgrades. No, that's like. Ptolemy and Caesar and all sorts of weirdos. Yeah, uh, the Kaiser's in it. The Kaiser himself, yeah. the inventor of the salad. Um, uh, I heard it's more um, open worldy and RPG like, like Western RPG like. Yeah. Than before, are you noticing yeah. that? Yeah, early I on think so. Are you noticing yeah, definitely. It feels they reinvented like that game as like an RPG for better or worse. I think it's interesting and brave of them to yeah. do that. But what what does that mean to you guys? Like, I don't. What's what's the actual difference? Is it mission structure? It's well, there's you know your main missions and then there are side quests. Yeah, and it's that. But the original game had all that. So like, what, yeah. what feels different? As what I'm trying to get at. I the, think that there's a just a wealth of activities to do in order to earn experience, and experience yeah. is really important because leveling up actually matters. I mean, I don't think the other games had experience, experience points. So no, that, I mean they had like yeah, okay. certain amount of skill points in Syndicate would allow you to level up, but that didn't really mean anything. Whereas yeah. this, like, you know, I'm choosing if I want to upgrade my health or my melee, and I'm yeah. choosing which skill tree do I want to be a warrior? Do I want to go towards archery? Do I want to be like a trickster? Yeah, when when you scout areas with your eagle, uh, it'll identify enemies for you, and every enemy has a number above their head that represents their level. Okay, just like so RPG to recap, elements. Like you that. think it's Assassin's Creed Borigens, <laughs> and you say uh, Assassin's Creed Morigens. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I guess like I was really excited for this game. I love Black Flag. That was my my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Uh, but just the the beginning of this game totally. didn't didn't yep. hook me as I was as much as I was expecting it to. Which I think I is a lot. I think yeah. a lot of RPGs. Uh, I feel yeah. that way where it took me a while for like Persona to hook me, or it took me a while. A lot of people say that with Witcher, and then finally when it does, it sinks its claws into you. Yeah. But I totally get like this is a you know you only have a finite amount of time, and there's so much to do this weekend. So I totally get if you're like, well, I'm not having. An amazing time with this game. So move on. And there's also a new Mario game. Move over so, to Mario or move over to Wolfenstein that, or yeah. watch Stranger Things. Yeah. There's been an embarrassment of riches all year long and especially this fall. But this is the first week that I like have anxiety about like I don't know how like it's the this is the first time all year I felt like overwhelmed. I also I haven't finished South Park and I, know, yeah. I barely I, touched Evil Within, which I love so far. Yep. I'm like yeah. that's I'm only like ten hours into South Park only. I mean I'm like halfway through that game. Yeah. Uh, Marty, do you like the combat in Assassin's Creed? It's growing on me, um, and it, it feels it was awkward to me at first. It's definitely it's awkward, like, especially. What? Did you play Shadow of War? Oh yeah, buttons are all different. Yeah, oh, yes. I get in the combat, totally... and I immediately start hitting square to attack, and oh, I just start dodging. Oh, and I'm no, like, it's, it's dodge. I'm like, it's dodge. Yeah, it's the shoulder, our shoulder buttons are attack. And I'm it's like, so oh, weird. No. You block did you guys with. Try to remap it. Uh, I, I thought about doing that today. Yeah. I should so look into that. Yeah, you block with 
L1 and attack with R1, oh. but then you build up a, a like oh. a powerful attack where you have to pull R1 and R2 at the, at the same, same time, time do your like tantrums. two on yeah. that side, and like very few games actually ask They're you to do tantrums? that. I call them tantrums because okay. <laughs> I have a, I, I'm using a big purple warhammer, and when I do my tantrums, he starts pounding the ground with it. Now yeah. Alana did a uh, live stream with you, right? Yes. And uh, to which she said, "You uh, play that game like butt." Yeah, she was not a fan <laughs> of how I play the game. She plays it like but she sword and board yeah, and countering, and right? She parries and counters. Yeah, parries and counters. And yeah. all I do is I have a poison, I have a poison purple hammer that that boosts poison my, my tantrums. Hammer. Yeah. And so I just run into battle. Even so if you, get, just, you just work towards the tantrums. Oh yeah, and then I like, and the whole thing with my hammer is, with every successful hit, my tantrums like get more powerful. And so I run up to like a hippo or like Intermode. a bunch of cheetahs. Marty's just, purple hammer. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite Beatles. <laughs> Uh, I saw Silver Hammer was a Beatles song. Right? That yeah. is a Beatles song. Yeah, yeah. I was like, huh. Oh, no. Yeah. And Sam, last night you started Wolfenstein, too. Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. And you were going to. I'm so going to tonight, Dan. I right. shamed Dan into giving Then I will give you my full report. Uh, the Nazis are back, and they're worse than ever. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's in, in the back of the box. Yeah. Um, so this game, uh, I really like the f- first Wolfenstein. Surprisingly, I know we don't need to go back into that, but it, it's good for like this cast of characters and story, which is kind of surprising. Um, this has all that uh, so far. I've been like three hours in, maybe four hours in. And um, what I noticed immediately is that uh, there's a Bethesda feel to it. It kind of looks like this. Uh, it looks a little bit like Fallout because mm-hmm. the universe is this kind of future that you don't expect taken to like an nth degree you know it's like nazi technology in the 60s and yeah. i think fallout did retro that with like retro fu- yeah well yeah it's like, still like it, does it have any like america i mean yeah it has americana in it right like that's i mean the whole marketing thing with milkshakes and everything in um, america yeah you start yeah. out in uh other places and uh yeah so i really like that and the nazi tech is like super cool and i feel guilty saying that and they have amazing <laughs> but, scientists over but they there. made it look cool i don't know how <laughs> but man they made yeah they the the, the bethesda team made that their like future evil technology look really cool so I like that about it. The other notable thing is that it's by far the most violent game I've played this year. Mm. And not in a way, it's like a God of War type way where there's uncomfortable moments because you're so up close in the violence and it's like personalized violence. It's not just like running around shooting Nazis. Like that's that's a shooter. I understand that. But this has big, lengthy, like torture cut scenes yeah. and stuff mm. like that, right? So uh, I, I did, and then like a big surgery scene that's really awful. Um, there's <laughs> a, uh, there, there's a uh, scene that, I, but every one of those, what's interesting is is that you always have camera control, but like you're yeah. being held down or you're strapped down or something, so you can turn away from it. Uh, you can choose totally not to watch did. it. I mean, see, so like a golden yeah. of like closing I your that eyes. Was a really neat That's idea. It's a, a clever way to handle that. Right? Yeah. Does, it, yeah. does it take three hours for the title screen to pop up? There's, uh, <laughs> I haven't even, I, it's longer. <laughs> or there is or there no is title screen, yeah. which yeah. some <laughs> games have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I played this whole it's, game and the title screen never popped up. Not till the credits. <laughs> yeah. But I also have been playing it in a way where um, I think it's really cool that uh, another Bethesda influence is that there's a little bit of Dishonored going on here and that um, you have the option to sneak around. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a, an amazing stealth system. You just crouch and sneak around, stay out of enemy sights, right? But the levels are built with tons of little interconnecting, like crouch crawlways and tubes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the point is that if you get to these generals first and kill them, then uh, your le- the rest level is really easy. So oh, you nice. want to like do these like stealthy times and then just pop out of everywhere and just be like, bah! <laughs> so it's really funny. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited. But nobody's going to play that game. 
Well, you know, now. it's funny that you mentioned that because yeah. we actually got an email we from wait a little while. we got an email from Vito in Fort Lauderdale. Hey, Vito. Uh, he wrote us and said, "Well, 2017 has been an amazing year for game releases, and October has been great so far with Evil Within 2, Shadow of War, and South Park. Now, on October 27th, we have three major titles coming out: Mario Odyssey, Wolfenstein 2, Assassin's Creed Origins. What is the rationale of releasing three titles like this all on the same day? Which game do you think will suffer the most from this crowded release date? And Sam, you think it's Wolfenstein? Well, we yeah. thought for sure. I mean, not for sure. We spent." Speculated months yeah. ago when this first date became apparent that somebody would move, right? And yeah. Nobody did. <laughs> yeah. And besides, what, what Bethes- always, yeah, go ahead. Just, I, that's it. I'm just surprised Bethesda didn't move a week or two. I just always think like people with switches can only play Mario, right? So, yeah. and then, and a bunch of people have access to Assassin's Creed because it's on all the systems, but also Wolfenstein. So then I think the decision for a lot of people is between Assassin's Creed and Wolfenstein, and I'm pretty sure Assassin's Creed is just the more popular series. Yeah. That's, that's only sure. reason and we're saying just that. Had really, it's not like a quality thing. I feel like the taking a year off helped sort of the general perception of the series, and I feel like it's just had a really good run of previews of like positive coverage. And Egypt looks cool. We don't really have Egypt a lot of Egypt like games. Egypt is a totally good series. I mean, Egypt is such a more immediately visually appealing setting than Victorian London mm-hmm. or, yep. you know, France during the revolution. Um, I mean, it's the thing people have been asking for. for yeah. That and like feudal Japan. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, yeah. I think sadly it's going to be Wolfenstein. I also think, I think like you look at, are we going to talk about MPD later? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but you look at like Nintendo has found magic with the switch where the, the attach rate is insane mm-hmm. and it's even insane on games. You should explain what attach rate attach is. Attach rate is just the uh, number of, uh, uh, for every system for sold, every system sold, there's X amount of games, and so pretty much any major game that comes, it seems like an overwhelming majority of the people who own a Switch will buy that game. Like there, there's, it's like mm-hmm. brand loyalty, yeah. uh, and we've seen that in smaller games like Splatoon and Rabbids, and so I can't imagine how successful that's going to be with a Mario game. Is seemingly one of the best in a long time. Like when the you attach see- rate for Zelda was like more Over than one? Uh, more than one per. It was like, what's happening console? here? Yeah, so to just to go into that a little bit, there's a little bit of a ratio. So if you have an attach rate of like 72%. Then yeah. it's like seventy two percent of switch owners bought this game, yeah. Yeah. but it was over a hundred percent. It was like a hundred and four percent or something. Or people bought like yeah. collectors editions, yeah. or and it's still unclear to me if the Wii U had something to do with so, that. Yeah. Do you think like like the the outlook for Mario, knowing that like Arms sold a million copies and Splatoon two sold multiple millions of copies, the outlook for Mario couldn't possibly be any higher from a sales standpoint. Yeah. Aren't you guys excited that like we don't have to worry about? the hard copies of that game not being in stores. Like there is a time where like, yeah, yeah, you couldn't get a system, but sometimes you couldn't get a AAA game until it was, you know, out for a few weeks. Like that's scary. Like Zelda two in the eighties was famous for that. Nobody could get it in stores and it was out for three months. I want to give a, uh, I want to, before we move on, I want to give a special shout out to my boy destiny two on the PC. Yeah, that's why I have. Well, we I thought you were literally going to say my boy Destiny. Hold on, yeah. we were going to talk about Destiny two. Oh, why? Well, that's why I haven't waited more. Like that's what I'm playing. Oh, that's your plan. Okay, like, yeah. I uh, waited for the PC release. I was secretly a big Destiny guy. Um, I put dozens and dozens of hours into that game, and you should. That just makes you a noob. I mean, just like I didn't bring it. I played it pretty casually. Like I didn't really do the raids or much like that. I would, you know, level up until there was nothing left to do, then put the game down. And I really, really liked it. And um, like Destiny two, like. It, it, so you actually got it. I saw you were tweeting you were having trouble getting into the game last night. Yeah, and then I followed up. I was a little snarky last night. I did get into the game. That's what Twitter's um, for. But you were lit- like literally getting in or like getting attached to it? Huh? You were having trouble literally launching Log- the game? Logging oh, into okay. the game. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah. I just did the Greg Miller like PC gaming in my right thing. Cause <laughs> but was there having, was a universal problem. I mean, there were actual problems. problems last yeah. Night. yeah, I eventually... Did you get banned? No. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> did you hear about that? I did, yeah. That's really bad. <laughs> yeah, mass banning. 
Let me walk this back. Okay. <laughs> I started Destiny 2 on PC, and I like it a lot so far. I'm excited. That's, I'm excited for you to finish it. all I'm trying and, to say. Uh, and you were a Halo fan. Back yeah, yeah, oh, big, big Bungie fan, big it's Destiny so, fan. Yeah. The campaign is really good. It feels shooting yeah. in that game feels so good. Yep, Destiny One. I have never seen a bigger mismatch between gameplay and storytelling. Like mm. really excellent, incredible, nigh yeah. perfect gameplay, and just completely let down from a storytelling standpoint. And it's see, so much better. And to see Destiny Two, just re- them recognize that and rectify that is really satisfying. Yeah. So yeah, did you get to the title screen? It's a really emotional moment when you yeah. get to the title screen. <laughs> that's that's right. That's I a really top ten title screen moments. Ooh. You guys gotta stop Saying brainstorming great ideas <laughs> during shows. I, no, when you two features guys get on the show, the, the fe- thing is we brainstorm an idea and then we forget forty five minutes later. So. The feature boys, that's my that's my secret is I'm always brainstorming. Yeah. <laughs> no, Stormy I brain. I played a bunch of uh, Destiny two on PS4 all by myself and was enjoying it quite a bit, yeah. quite uh, considerably more than the first game. Ooh. And yeah, the villain is really cool and all that. However, I had I had a moment last night. Of course, when I had to install Assassin's Creed Origins, I had to decide what to delete. And I thought about Destiny 2 just because I know, like, I I, I played a good chunk of it, but now I've got these other games I want to play. Realistically, when am I going to get back to Destiny 2? But I went with Last of Us instead. Yeah. I deleted The Witcher last night. Uh, It's such a painful, like, it's so, like, letting go. Like, the thing is, like, your heart knows you're you're done with the game before your brain. It's actually vice versa. Like, your brain knows you're done before your heart's willing to, like, let go of it. Like, I finally deleted, I played, like, four or five hours of Far Cry 4 and just never, you know, just yeah, never can, got back to it. You probably delete Far Cry 4. Well, I've just been holding on to it. I'm like, I'll get back to it, I'll get back to it. Then finally I'm like, you know what? Uh, it's probably not going <laughs> to wow. happen at this point. Seven stages of grief. I except that you can't, you could just bring your loved one back. With I know. Click like, of a button and <laughs> we're, act, we're acting like this is much more severe than it actually is. Yes, of course we can Acceptance, re-download the game. But also knowing that I can uh, just have it back in an hour. That yeah. feel, there's definitely a, ma- a certain amount of shame of deleting a game that you that you feel guilty for not playing more. Yeah, there's that part too. But it it is also totally stupid that just the reality of playing a new game on PS4 means I have to decide something old to delete. That's really dumb. Did you guys hear that the Mario size, the file size, is five gigabytes? What, what kind of wizardry <laughs> what? is Nintendo? That's doing? crazy. It's be- it's because of a couple things, but it's mainly textures. Which yes, yeah, Switch has lower textures, but it still that game looks fine. It's still 720p. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And then, uh, but it has uh, no voice acting and has no FMV cutscenes. How big are the Wahoo's? So yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's all it takes, right? It's, those are just midis. But those are the things <laughs> that are all midi- fo- they're all fully. <laughs> so like the the yeah the, the Shadow of War you know file size is so yeah. much bigger. Yeah. Well, like the Shadow of War has got to be yeah. like the Did audio. About Shadow of War, Ooh, well, yeah. I only played like five or six hours of that. No, I was going to bring that up before we moved on. Uh, but I also wanted to say, yeah, uh, with Super Mario Odyssey, I think I'll just download that on yep. Friday. I did not pre-order from Amazon this time. Learned my lesson there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm totally downloading it. Yeah. But you'll have room with, I tested it. Uh, if you have Zelda still on it, mm-hmm. uh, Mario Kart, um, I had, I think, like Stardew and Oxenfree. You have Rabbids? I had Mario Rabbids. And, Rabbids. Yeah. Yeah. and I still had room for Zelda. I still haven't touched Rabbids. Or I mean, for Mario. It's really good. Yeah, I know I need to play Rabbids it. It's really super good. good. Many games. Going digital only on the Switch is the best decision I've yeah. made. But I need to get a, get a bigger car. You have, you have two children. Weren't those good decisions? Well, um, this the going digital only on the Switch is better than the better decision. Better than the decision. They're still good. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. They don't watch the show. More on the positive. And up until last night when I started Assassin's Creed, I was still playing a lot of Shadow of War, which I still like a lot. And I know, Sam, you actually beat it beat over it. the weekend. It was so long. That game goes on and, <laughs> and, on, you, and on and on and on. And you just d- didn't do all, any of the like collecting stuff. You just yeah, like plowed nothing. through the story. Went right through. Like, I've, and I've been doing all the like extra ancillary yeah. stuff yep. too. I made. I think uh, that game is really fun. I loved it. Douche the Maniac. 
congratulations. You are now the, the leader. You of see the, the, the two big DLC drops that yeah. are going to happen? Yeah, so that's it. Yeah. the Elven I didn't Girl. Read that story. What is it? Oh, one of them is yeah. you play as, what's the her name? Elven Ranger. Laura, Laura yeah. Bailey. Yeah, and then the other one is you play as the the dude. like The the, the Minasithil guy. Yeah, the Minasithil. The guy that you, re- hmm? the, that you rescue yeah. at yeah. one point. And it seems like, seems great. It seems like yeah. that second one especially, like it has you building an army of humans. Which seems interesting. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's so clever. Yeah. So. All right. Yep. Do, what do you yeah. think their taunts will be like? It's finally all <laughs> happening. What if they're all just like really polite? Like, yeah. oh, excuse me. Like, I'm sorry I have to kill you. But it's, it's so totally those. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny seeing that game take, maybe it's not a hard right. Maybe we should have seen it coming. <laughs> but it turned into this different thing than people expected where like now it's like army versus army with yeah. you in the middle of it, almost like Dynasty Warriors style. Yeah. Like, That's what the yeah. end game was yeah. totally all about. Yeah. It's like you're in the middle of this giant battle and I would just like, I would just hop in, yeah. convert a green, you know, like they turn green when you can convert them to your team. Like I'd, I'd hop in and turn them to my side then hop and out. Hop out? Yeah. Just be like, all right. I'll let you guys deal with this. Yeah. It was great. It felt so good and I like amassed this army that way. Yeah. And, oh. Yeah, some of the some of this extra content is uh, it's planned up up until like May of 2018. Yeah, like six months out. When I saw that article, I was too scared to read it. (laughs) I just come. You don't want to go back. You have PTSD. Forty hours or something like that's a lot of games. I have a I have a gameplay help question for you. Yeah. Uh, When you're going to try and uh, siege a fortress, Mm -hmm. uh, if the orc captains of of that fortress are a lot higher level than you are, should you wait? Should I wait and? Uh, level up and come back, so or should I just try to? Dan and I were of two opinions, and I think I'm right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you can do uh, what you do is you look at the castle in your orc menu. Yeah. And then he has a castle un- level is like 250 or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, he has those underlings. Yeah. There's a mission for each of those. Oh, so, okay. So you can take them out. Yeah. You can take okay. them out. It makes it really easy yeah. to go. just, and okay. even if they're high level, and then they're your high level orcs. Yeah. Okay. It solves those problems. That's my solution. Dan says you should just go for it because it doesn't matter. And uh, he said he got away with some pretty big disparities mm-hmm. when you're sieging. But if you're defending, the disparities, you, you can get knocked out of your castle pretty yeah. fast. Yeah, interesting. All right. Uh, okay, moving on. Today we got a release date for Metal Gear Survive. Is it this year? It's nope. not this year. Okay. Coming early next year, February Ooh. 20th for Metal Gear Survive. Metal Gear Survive is the first post-Kojima Metal Gear game for Konami. And it's a very different Metal Gear game, a four-player cooperative zombie survival experience. I mean, maybe that game's going to be terrible, but I feel like it's getting such a, uh, just as you said, the first post-Kojima Metal Gear game, and it's not, you know, a stealth espionage action game. It's, you know, a very different thing. So, like, everyone's just so poised, just the market conditions makes everyone so poised to hate on it that, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, that game could totally turn out decent. February is a, yeah. good, February's a good, good time, time for, for it, it to come out because if it is a pleasant surprise, people will be like, oh, I'll play it. You know what, though? It's only it's a week exactly before Far Cry 5. Yeah. Ooh. So, I know. Yeah. Far Cry is a really big series, so mm-hmm. it only has a week to really I like that. They like spotlight. that January, February, March. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Justin. Uh, I, I don't know who this game is for, who the audience is for this game, who's looking forward to this game. I don't yeah, know. Morbid curiosity for it. Well, yeah, I have morbid curiosity. It, yeah. But it seems almost like uh, like what's like Operation Raccoon City. It definitely yeah. has vibes of like the spin off. I don't like that. <laughs> the spin off that nobody was asking yeah, for. Yeah. You know. Uh, but we'll see. So uh, that actually uh, reminds me. It's, it should be a good time to check in on the big games that are coming in early 2018 that we know. Uh, that have release dates hey, so far. Games. I was yeah. just about to say, hey, big games. Oh, that's really good, guys. <laughs> I was going to say the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, he keeps talking. There's so many things to say. What What do you guys think? What's the first big game of 2018 that has a release date? I saw the sheet. Okay. So you. Nino Kuni? 
Nino Kuni 2. Uh, we, I, I had a brainstorm meeting the other day. Yeah. You didn't show up. Thanks, man. I didn't either. Nino Kuni 2 is... was fine to not go. Was fine. Now was we're on the show and you're calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> I like this new segment. <laughs> what, what meetings Across the table. <laughs> what meetings did I skip? Nino Kuni 2 is January 19th, then January 26th. A Day of Kings, Monster Hunter World is out, uh, as well as Dragon Ball Fighters. Sorry for that, Dragon Ball. Is it it's fighter? Is it Fighter Z? No, it's Fighters. It's Fighters. Oh, I don't like that. Well, that's what it is. Is it or fight? I don't know. A game well, that no uh, I you know I I have never watched Dragon Ball. I know nothing about it, but even I know that game looks awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's really really yeah, cool. That's gorgeous. January thirtieth is Dissidia Final Fantasy NT. What's that? The Final Fantasy fighting game. Oh, that one. Yeah. I play that in arcades in Japan, and it has uh, a very long tutorial, not in my native tongue, and it was the most incomprehensible. After game I've you ever put played. your yen in, oh yeah, a long tutorial <laughs> really? in the arcade. Yeah, and it was Andrew and the I were playing. Behind you, just like Andrew and I were playing, and I was like, I don't understand any of this. Also, apparently, Japanese arcade games just have very long tutorials because Zach and I wanted to play. There's a Luigi's Mansion game yeah. where you have like an actual gun, oh, but again, a very long tutorial, and I'm like, there's one button on this what thing, and I'm assuming I just have to point tell you? suck. All right. Uh, February thirteenth is Kingdom Come Deliverance. Wow, this is the that's the realistic medieval RPG. I'm excited for that. Don't call it Skyrim. Well, it's not Skyrim. I know it's ground. It's Skyrim without dragons or magic or magic or any giants. It smells (laughs) really bad. Or Argonians. Probably a lot of diseases. Yep. Yeah. This place back in Game of Thrones, son. Game looks uh, absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Hopefully, I mean, maybe we'll see how it turns out, but I think it's going to be a Kickstarter success story. Yeah, game's origin was it was uh, crowdfunded, and then they just keep everything they've shown off. Just yeah, that coming to consoles or is that for? Yeah, it is, but I don't know if it's coming. Probably to not at launch. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned uh, Kickstarter. I read an article the other day that uh, it's or a, a study that found that uh, the amount of games that fail like greatly uh, outweigh the games that reach well, their that, that reach yeah. their goal. It's like and we it's just like, don't hear about. It's more that? like it's, it's like a factor of two. It's yeah. Like, what a shame. Oh, twice as many games fail Even as from like big devs. Funded. Like we had Swery's game, uh, yeah. the uh, the Good Life. The one oh, do you like, mean games that aren't funded? That yes. aren't funded. Yeah. Oh, not games that that never reach no, their goal. Not games that like eat your money. No, no yeah, just yeah. games that never even reach their don't goal. reach their. So two to one, they don't reach their funding goal. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's interesting. Uh, February fifteenth is sick, Secret of Mana. This is the remake, right? Remind me what this yeah, is. They announced. A, uh, it, it, it looks like uh, the full three D. Full 3D, but remake. it looks like chibi. Like it almost yeah. looks like the uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Re- yeah, or like the three remake for game yeah, for game DS for DS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated that style. I hope Secret of Mana looks better than that. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> no one's asking for that low poly chibi. Also, art style. just no, Square's super into it. Just though. released the just Nintendo put Nintendo version. Secret on of Mana on Switch. The pixel art is so Cave much Story better. Cave Story had that too. Yeah, and Cave Story is one Cave of the best Story looking did a games. Bad three. Yeah, like Secret yeah. of Mana's on the SNES Classic, which is great. But like, I would love it on Switch. Yeah, I, mean, I would play it on the go. And also, Japan got the Suikoden Setsu trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's Mana one, two, and three. And That's the, what they the call three it, never came out. Yeah, yeah, and three is on Super Nintendo, and <clears> it's a super cool multiplayer, beautiful sixteen bit game that would also be ruined with a polygon texture. February twentieth is Metal Gear Survive. Twenty seventh is Far Cry Five, and then we know of two games in March. Uh, March sixteenth is The Crew Two, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and March twentieth is Yakuza Six. 
There are so like there are, many Yakuza games. I want to be in a train crew. I feel like there's at least two Yakuza games that release every year. It's, yeah, well, there are now. It, like, I mean, it's so interesting that people were howling that about you know these games not being localized yeah. or uh, like, it, like that felt like a franchise on the ropes. And now, I guess they must be selling well enough for Sega yeah. to you know kind of taken it a little bit more seriously. But now suddenly, what? So there is one through five, and then the remake of one, and then zero, and, and then it was there's like, a remake of Kawhi? two. Kawaii is that what the remakes are called? Kawaii is the word. Yakuza. Uh, it's something something like, like Kawaii, but it's not Kawaii. Yeah. <laughs> if you just Google that, it'll turn up. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Yakuza series, man. It's big now. I've yeah. never been into them. Max loves them. Yeah. Yeah. They're more like goofier open world games. Sort of like, like self-aware Shenmue. Yeah. yeah, and they're secretly like they're not kind of that open world. Like the world is yeah, you're I, right. I, I'm, it's I'm really dense fa- as hell though. I'm really fascinated by really dense, smaller open spaces. Yeah. And Persona has that same mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah, um, Mario, Mario. Yeah, it's true. It's the opposite of Zelda. Yeah. Uh, there are of course other big games coming early next year that don't have release dates yet. God of War, we're expecting yeah. to have Red Dead Redemption Two. It's supposed to be spring. Sea of Thieves, Spider Man. You, you expect uh, Spider Man like early twenty oh, eighteen? I guess I was just thinking next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't expect God of War early twenty eighteen either. I yeah. think they'll split God. That's of War That's what they said at E three. I mean, I mean maybe it's not the case anymore, but it's hard. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. Like that. early twenty eighteen. Sony has so many games with those two and Detroit and Shadow but, of Colossus. Like yeah. something will be coming. In the first mm-hmm. It's worth, I mean, Spider-Man is the third-party game and God of War is first-party. I know that one's an exclusive. They're both exclusive, but... Well, technically, it's published by Sony, so it's first-party. I mean, but... Uh, Insomniac's yeah. developing. developing it. And they work on the games that are not only Sony, right? It's Sunset Overdrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of those Sony games, we might learn something more this coming Monday. Oh, yes. Early Monday morning. Yeah. Uh, Sony is hosting a press conference at Paris Games Week, and we will be covering that conference here at IGN. Uh, Marty and Alana and I will be up early Monday morning. It's 8 a.m. Pacific time when oh, it yeah. starts. Well, we'll be so starting sorry. our pre-show. Or st- our pre-show, pre-show starts at 7.30 a.m. Pacific Achy. time Achy. Monday morning. Yeah. Uh, we'll set the stage for you. We'll all watch the conference together. And then afterwards, our post-show will break down all the big announcements. Yeah. We are expecting some big announcements next Monday. Yeah, sure. Between that and PSX. From Sony. Yeah. There's yeah. two Sony press conferences before yeah. the end of the year. No, yeah, there are the going. Yeah. There is only one. <laughs> oh, okay. We've heard they're going pretty pretty big on uh, on Paris. So yeah, uh, yeah. doubling yeah. down on Paris Games, Paris Week, Games Week being timed so late in the fall is always an interesting show because uh, y- that show really lives or dies based off of uh, is the timing right for a company like Sony or Ubisoft to really have a lot to talk about. In some years it's gigantic if if you know they do have a lot to talk about to set up the following year, and then sometimes you know it's like a dark year for them and they don't. So yeah, yeah. it's true. All right, moving on. Uh, revisiting the topic from last week, EA shut down Visceral Games, which was working on a single-player linear Star Wars game, and now EA is sort of pivoting that, uh, recalibrating it into what they describe as an experience that will keep players coming back for a long time, which we interpret to mean a Destiny-like game as service. Uh, and GamesIndustry.biz talked to an ex-Visceral dev who had some interesting things to say. This is someone who served as a senior-level designer and worked on Battlefield Hardline, although he was no longer at Visceral when Visceral was shut down. But he still had some interesting insights. Uh, first of all, he said the assertion that single-player linear games are going to disappear is totally absurd, which is true. You know, we, we, we pointed out last week how many great single-player experiences there are just this year. Also on October 27th, how yeah. many there are. Exactly. But he does say EA might not be the company that carries that torch, but there are so many groups out there that are passionate about this kind of game that they won't go away. But that seems, that seems very telling to me that, you know, 
this particular dev does not seem to expect single-player linear experiences from EA. EA has Star Wars. They have the Star Wars license. That's yeah, the, that's the I know. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so EA doesn't want to make them, but so who's going to make our single-player Star Wars game? Yeah. yeah. Too bad. Uh, he says, personally, I'd like to see fewer games with higher quality across the board, which is probably what will happen. I don't know about that. Fewer games from EA or fewer games from the industry? Yeah, I don't know. That's... We're definitely getting more games. Uh, uh, this part was interesting to me. He said, we're also going to continue to see developments in production pipelines that will dramatically reduce the cost of asset generation, which will benefit everyone. And what, why mention that? What does that have to do well, with... We know, I mean, EA moves all their games to Frostbite, and uh, there's some belly aching about why do they want every single game on one engine, mm. and they do that for this asset sharing reason. They're On record, they talked to me about this at E3 maybe two years ago. Um, uh, if they build a helicopter once, they can deploy that across any game. Like there, there's not yeah. going to be, you know, one team in Vancouver building a, building a helicopter for the military mm-hmm. game and another team, you know, in Tiburon building a helicopter for <laughs> yeah. Madden game. I don't know why. I was about to say, Star Wars, um, don't put a helicopter in Star Wars. It'd be weird. <laughs> yeah. So it, th- like it gets weird when you're talking about something like Star Wars, but even like, like desert textures, like stuff An like explosion. that. Explosion, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like particle effects for fire. Like they don't want to have, you know, just people's 10,000 developers spread all around the world replicating something that someone else has already solved. Yeah, sure. And so they're moving all their games to one engine to, uh, to, to you know, share assets whenever they can. Yeah, and EA isn't the only one that does that. Like, you know, we saw Kojima's using uh, the Decima engine for Death Stranding, which is what also uh, Horizon. Horizon's built on. But also Sony has this internal thing called ICE, which is pretty much shared tech between all Sony first-party studios that, like, if it might be less, like, here's a rock and more of, like, here is the here is an insane algorithm for how to make dynamic fire. And then any team can or draw use that a tree. Or draw a tree. Yeah. yeah. And I so, should say that, sorry, the last point I want to make about this, because I saw it in the comments, was uh, like, won't that make every game feel the same? And the answer is that they use those assets as like a starting off point. <laughs> like, it's not like each game is going to have five identical helicopters. They can take that and then, you know, tweak it for, you know, three days to customize it and work in their setting in their game mm-hmm. um, instead of building it from scratch, which would take, you know, three weeks. Yeah. I just wonder how this is relevant to the visceral situation. Like, was there a, a bottleneck problem? Like, was it with the asset production? Like, they uh, wanted it to look system? really unique or something? Or I don't know. Was that was this one of the problems with the game? Maybe yeah. Star Wars didn't fit into that workflow. Like, everything did yeah. have to be built from scratch. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe they just want to use a bunch of Battlefront stuff and everything they do. Maybe. Uh, and then uh, he does uh, have some good quotes about his time at Visceral and working on Dead Space. He says, I have a lot of really good friends there that were spectacularly talented, and Dead Space 2 is one of my all-time favorite games. We'll always have Dead Space 2, but there was a lightning in a bottle there that will never be recaptured. It's the same with a lot of the greatest games. They're just a moment in time where the stars aligned and everything came together. Yeah, we talked about last week how a lot of the key members that worked on Dead Space and Dead Space 2 are no longer at Visceral. Right? Yeah. Moving on to places like Sledgehammer. It's like Paul's Boutique, right? It's like the Beastie yeah. Boys yeah. have this great album that they worked with some oh, great yeah, DJs that is, on. There's no way that album could be made today. Yeah, yeah, it can't be made today. And then like the particular parties involved and their what they were listening to is all sampled in a really interesting way. And yeah. like, it's just never going to happen again. Yeah, I mean, I mean, game yeah. development just seems impossible. AAA game development seems impossibly hard. And I think it's a miracle that these games ever come out. Seriously, like, yeah. Just thousands of people across so many dis- different disciplines and to set a vision years in advance and have it all come together like oftentimes games aren't even playable until you know near the end um it's unbelievable hopefully that's getting better with development share like sharing assets is one thing but also just like tools to make games 
getting easier. Like the games yeah. have to get easier to make. Like they're yeah. they're so hard. When, the Shadow of War credits. <laughs> How are they really they're long? Unbelievable. <clears throat> they're unbelievable. They go on for twenty minutes, and you can. Fa- I found out you can fast forward, but I didn't want to. I always respect. No, I, the credits I try to. I try to watch. And credits. like on a serious note, there's three obituaries during the credits. That's insane. That's how long yeah. the game was developed. More. That's how many people it touched. You know, they had nothing in common with each other. But it's like there's people lives. So many people lives. Yeah, and then the, that too. Several. That's always listed also, right? And pets and stuff like that. But yeah, it's like just shows you like, man, there's like a worldwide effort to make these huge yeah. games. Yeah. I don't think that's very sustainable, honestly. And you see people getting losing their jobs at a studio and going to another studio so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, then I get on GameScoop and I'm like, nah, I don't like the way Italian feels. <laughs> we move on to the next game. <laughs> it's like, well. it's, we all love game developers and respect yeah. them because they do Appreciate. amazing things. Yeah. And like we, we cr- criticize the art and not the artist. Uh, Dead Space is a beloved horror series. I think people would love to see more of that someday. But uh, final thoughts from uh, this ex-visceral developer is that horror games in general are expensive to make and hard to sell. People would give us the feedback that they love Dead Space, but don't buy it because it's too scary. Kind of works against itself. You can't sell games to a market that wants them to exist but doesn't want to buy them. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's funny how like horror movies can work just fine, but I feel like it's also like a 90-minute thing. And yeah. like, I can go there, and I could be in a crowd, and mm-hmm. you can laugh as everyone's scared and then walk out, whereas like Evil Within is like, this is 20 hours, and we're going we're gonna to mess with your brain. There's also the interactivity. Yeah, I thought about too. that. That's really astute. Yeah. I think well, that's a really neat yeah. Difference between movies and and maybe even TV shows that like you binge watch that are yeah, horror totally. like that's a lot you know yeah TV shows about serial killers that you binge watch yeah that's a lot to watch yeah we watched all of Mindhunter recently which is good it's totally worth watching it's David Fincher uh, did you finish have you watched it Marty no okay I'll add that to the pile of oh my god there's so much yeah <laughs> shame <true>. pile. <laughs> uh, and then last week EA said uh, part of its you know its thinking process uh, for repositioning the Star Wars game is that it's been looking at market trends and uh, talking to gamers about, you know, what will keep them coming back to play this game for a long time. And when you look at the news this week, uh, MPD data from September, that Destiny 2 is the best-selling game of the year. year. Yeah. That's like, like that's your, that's your data right there. Man, in three weeks. That's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's wild. It took, what, six months to dethrone Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah. Which is still number two. It's yeah. still the number two game of the year. I have a feeling that'll be dropping off with quite a few of the upcoming releases. I would think so. Call of Duty but Battlefront. as we said before, like it's hard for Switch to compete with that because it's one system as opposed but, to these cross-platforms. Yeah, Zelda is in there. Zelda's in the top ten. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. <laughs> also in the top ten, Grand Theft Auto V. I hear Pokemon could be a big... Yeah, for sure. Sales too. So we'll see. Ultra, Sun, and Moon. Yeah, that comes out. There's that second biggest day of the year. Yeah, there's another big one. uh, Battlefront, Pokemon, Skyrim on Switch, Justice League, and The Punisher. And the same week is L.A. Noir on Switch. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next week is Thanksgiving, and that's when Turkey. Mm -hmm. Turkey releases. (laughs) Davis House. I'm sick of these annualized turkeys. <laughs> every year, Thanksgiving needs to take a year off. They just cook up the same turkey every, every year. year. They just use they use last year's assets. Yeah. <laughs> and IGN always gives it a nine. Everyone just keeps eating it up. Turkey hat. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hey, listeners. <laughs> you sounded remiss. Yeah, I'm fine. Ugh, listeners. I like the listeners. This is Robert in West Palm Beach. Ooh. It's our second Florida email this week. What's happening? I, well, I hope fish. you're staying high and dry. 
He says, I live in Florida, but I've been following this little Japanese game, City Shrouded in Shadow, for nearly two years. It's a mashup of giant monster properties, Gamera, Godzilla, Ultraman, plus the anime Evangelion and Pat Labor. What? These are words I... I Yeah, so I I wasn't familiar with this game, but I watched the trailer, and yeah, it's like you are a human in a city that's being attacked by giant monsters, and you're trying to, like, survive and escape. Is it, like, 2D, like, a 3D, like, like AAA style, or... I don't know if it's AAA, but it's, like, it looks good. Okay. Okay. Uh, He says, I'm a huge fan of all these series, and the trailer looks like the coolest thing ever. Unfortunately, it was never announced for a stateside release, and due to the complexity of property rights to those franchises outside of Japan, it likely never will. Oh, it's actually licensed? It's, it's like it really Godzilla, Godzilla and, and Ultraman Evangelion? and Evangelion. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's crazy. What's the title again? Uh, City Shrouded in Shadow. Oh, my God. We'll also, you're, someone's going to say you're going to put the SH under City and it's just going to be yeah. cusses. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's the, uh, if it's bad, that's your strap line yeah. right there. You can import in these. It says, my question to you is, how do you feel about importing games or downloading Legal. games via, uh, via a foreign account? Should companies think about releasing Asian games with English subtitles? I personally would buy this and many other titles in a heartbeat if that were to start happening with more frequency. Uh, so first, I think importing games. I've always thought importing games is cool. Yeah, yeah. It used to be so much harder when we were kids. Yeah, but like my favorite thing in uh, in, in video game magazines is the ads in the back of yeah. it. Uh, these like full two page spreads yeah. of these bizarre companies that would import games for systems like the PC Engine, yeah. MSX, and the Mega Drive, and it's like it all seems so cool, yeah. and foreign to me. Japan was this mythical land where they video have all games, these like, games there that, and then you'd be on, we don't get. Did you know that there's already a Mario three out in Japan, yeah. and like, and then games like dozens and dozens of games, like the idea of a game just not coming out here that you know we, we care about. That's like a AAA notable thing that we just yeah. don't. Don't get seems crazy like it just doesn't happen anymore the world's a more global place but that used to be that used to be how it worked like yeah. big stuff would not be localized yeah no it's easier today to, Im- to import stuff with the internet and sites That's like ps4 game uh yeah so yeah no big deal yeah there's sites like play asia that are great for that sort of thing and they'll even like uh they they uh, note when a game is in English or available in English. Well, yeah. it's digital too. I mean, you could also create a Japanese. Well, that's the uh, that's the other part. Yeah. Of the aspect. Yeah, it couldn't be easier. I don't think there's anything wrong with creating a, a, yeah. an account in a different territory and downloading this. The only thing's going to so be is we do it here. I imagine if they're not bringing it to the states, that it's not going to be localized. So you're going to have that's to a, yeah. stumble I, I through the kanji. It'd be really nice is if Sony made it possible for fans to upload uh, like just subtitle packages for anything, let alone yeah. an import game. In any language, the fan community because a lot of games of don't get localized yeah. to a lot of languages. So there's whole you know sections of the world that would want to yeah. play a game that didn't, probably never got localized. It's not just a Japanese America thing. I mean, that's the, but like fans would do this all the time. Yeah, they do it I mean, all the time. The but they way steal able, the game to do it. The only way I've ever been able to play Mother Three was yeah. because fans, yeah. uh, you know, translated it. And it's too bad because you have to play a ROM to do that. Yeah, and whereas I would give like, Nintendo so much money if they just well, gave it. Or to if me. you could just buy the actual game and then just you know. On a thumbstick, put yeah, put totally. like a file on there that would like have some fans do the work for you. But I yeah. know licensing yeah. makes that impossible. It's just it's a good idea. Also, I would that like I'd put movies. like the word fart somewhere in the game. Just right. like <laughs> I'd hide, fart, fart, I'd hide fart. 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 You just yeah. name a character fart. Ooh, um, Evangelion's name is fart. Last game I can remember importing was Mr. Driller on the DS. 
from Play oh, Asia. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. They did they not release Mr. Driller here? Not. It was around the launch of the DS, and I, I my memory's fuzzy. I don't remember what was especially notable, but there was some especially dope ass Mr. Driller game that was <laughs> Japan only, and then importing was the only way to get a hold of it. Elite Beat Agents. What's the other? Oh, yeah, oh, and then I, I imported both of those. That was probably too. one of the most imported games ever because everybody yep. played it. And then there was yeah. what is that one game Jose loved? The Rhythm, Rhythm Heaven. Rhythm yep. Tengoku. Rhythm Heaven eventually came out here, yeah. but it was Rhythm Tengoku Japan only for a while. The last game I imported was Puyo Puyo Tetris for PS4. That's a good and then, like, right after that, they announced it was they were releasing it here. Damn it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I imported Sonic Ultimate Mega Drive collection what? instead of the Genesis collection. Oh, just because there's a different. Because it came with a game. promotional record. Mm, that's LP. cool. Uh, yeah. But is it the same game Genesis list? Music. Is it the same game list? Uh, it was slightly different, too, yeah. which was cool. Interesting. And it this played just fine, just yeah. popped into the PS3 or whatever. Just like how the game list on the. Super NES Classic and the Super Famicom. Yeah, platform. it was just slightly like different. differences yeah. or something. Yeah, it's always soccer games. <laughs> Kiki. Kiki. Oh, Kiki, as they call it. Uh, this is Cody. Hey, Cody. Uh, probably from Final Fight, I assume. Yeah. Says <laughs> with the Wii Shop channel closing up soon, does it make you reconsider buying games physically over digitally? For instance, I've had a philosophy with the Switch to go all digital, to double down on the convenience factor by not having to carry games with me. But considering what's happening to the Wii, this gives me pause. I know it's not a huge deal as long as I can play and experience games here and now in this generation, but looking to the future, the collector side of my brain is telling me to buy games on cartridge now so that in the event of the Switch eShop closing in the future, I'll have nothing to worry about. Am I being too paranoid or do you guys feel at all the same way? No, uh, I think it's a complex issue. It's a complex issue and a pretty valid concern. Uh, We saw stuff like uh, a lot of the Activision licensed downloadable games, like Turtles games, and and disappearing. Disappear. And so if you have it downloaded, you're fine, but like you can't go back and buy those games. And I'm not sure what happens if you delete it off your hard drive, if you can re download it, Mm -hmm. or if it's in like that. I mean, then PT, literally, if you don't have it downloaded, you never can, in theory, play that game again. So if, you know, there's ever sort of a giant public divorce between a creator and a company maybe that would happen to an actually released game yeah i mean this is something that uh like i'm happy to talk about now exploring games but i kind of it's been on my mind to like write about a little bit like digital versus physical for a long time i insist on buying physical games because i disliked that you don't technically own your digital games you're buying a license to play that game and i don't like that I can't turn this thing that I paid $60 for into cash should I want to. Or, or I can't it. let my friend play it. Yeah, yeah, or I can't loan it to my friend. Um, like Sharing permissions could be built in, but there's no sort of sense of like, you know, liquidating you yeah. know, your thing that if you spend six, $600 to buy 10 games, you can turn those into $300, but you can't do that if you bought them digitally. Yeah, but then there's also the convenience of I love the fact that I have like a dozen games on my Switch. And I can all yeah. I have to do when I travel is just yeah. bring my Switch with me. I don't have to worry about bringing all the games. The Switch is kind of a special case since it is a portable console. Yeah, send it with Vita. Yeah, yeah. a bit different. I want to do it digital only, and I do. I do. I did bite the bullet and choose to go digital only on the Switch. And I don't regret it. I, the older I get, the less I sort of think about video games and game collections as being permanent. I kind of just assume, like you know, I got the SNES Classic, even though I have those SNES carts in my closet. And I assume that in another ten years there'll be something else. Like you know, I'll be picking up those games another time. Yeah, like, I'm I, I've lot like everything is just sort of something that I kind of accept that I'm going to enjoy for a window of time. I collected so many DVDs and Blu-rays. Exactly, I had like probably five hundred, and then I haven't bought one in years. Yep. And I'm just like, well, it's streaming on something, uh, something that I subscribe to, or if I really want to see, I'll just buy it or rent it. Yeah, that's digitally. what prompted. Yeah. I mean, and I care a tremendous amount about video game preservation and collecting, and you know the rights of the consumer. But what prompted my thinking around this was actually Blu-rays, 
because I own all the Marvel movies on Blu-ray, and it's not because I'm the world's biggest Marvel fan. I just like, you know, I like having a complete collection. But it dawned on me that like I'm gonna get a 4K TV pretty soon, and these aren't 4K Blu-rays. So I'm like, well, crap. Like I've already right, bought, yeah. like I'm already like one format behind, and then those Blu-rays are only gonna look weirder and weirder, and like it's gonna be like my grandparents clinging to their VHS tapes. And I'm like, Grandma, you gotta get rid of those. But as you're saying, at least you can liquidate them now. Instead I could. of your digital copies. Well, and yeah. so I never, I always, for years, I'm like, who would buy digital movies? Who's going to give Amazon $20 to have a digital copy of Guardians of the Galaxy 2? But now, in some ways, that digital copy is more future-proof than owning it on Blu-ray. Like, I don't really know, like, if you own a 1080p digital copy of Guardians, what happens when 4K, 8K, like, the formats continue to advance? Like, can you pay a few dollars to, like, upgrade your digital copy? Like digital collections in some ways feel more permanent and future-proof as as uh, physical mediums continue to move on and improve. What well, a time to be alive. I just One comment I, is that if you are like me and a collector, there's things to pay attention to with uh, physical copies where like I, I just my rule is like I'm going to buy a game that I think I'll never be able to see again in person and look good on the shelf and like it's going to be a rare game like mm -hmm. that's a, a good rule of thumb popular games I'm fine doing digital because those will always be around mm -hmm. and then the digital like rare games that might go away on a hard drive like that's for somebody else to collect I also, that's not my thing I, I want cool rare physical copies part of mine was definitely that I was much more of a collector when I had a lot more space like when I lived in Wisconsin yeah. I had like a two bedroom apartment yeah. but now that I just have a single bedroom in like mm -hmm. a five bedroom uh, apartment that I share with people I dipped off and I feel like if it came back again and then if I did like have my own place yeah. then I would feel more inclined to sort of collect things and display them yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. lots of us just have that storage units we feel very yeah I was about to say that's yeah, San Francisco so. in a nutshell I guess mm -hmm. I've, I've, I hate to do the as a father thing, but it is true that my thinking on this topic has evolved as I had a kid and then had a second kid. Um, You're collecting kids. My games are my kids. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't decide to go digital with kids. I've given, I have a, I have a pretty big uh, board game collection, and like my daughter got a hold of one, like messed up, like you know, tore different parts of it up, and like it's not tore it up like a yeah. cat. Well, she was just like playing with some of the cards, and they got messed up. Yeah, cat. cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> And like so, that and other things like that have just sort of evolved. That's what's contributed to my feeling of mm -hmm. like, look, I'm just paying sixty dollars to have access to this thing for the couple of years that I'm really going to care about playing it, and assume that down the line, you know, like my situation will be different. What are you gonna do with your Shuriken collection? Yeah, <laughs> my katanas. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I've actually kind of done a complete 180 on the topic, and I don't. I'm not. I don't have a collector mentality at all. Yeah. Uh, Sam, do you know the kill date on the Wii eShop? I don't know off the top it's of my head. Early next year, right? Spring. Oh, is it that long? I thought it was like break. this month or something. Oh, no, it's 2018. Okay. There's two kill dates. There's the, buy, the date where you can't buy anything anymore and then the date that it just completely goes offline. What's the point of it being there if you can't buy anything maybe, from maybe it? Maybe that's not quite right. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's the download date. Like the buy date and the download date. Maybe. I don't yeah, it's I read like the rolling, yeah. like the services <clears throat> being sunsetted in a couple of stages. Yeah, if we want to write about that or anything, it would be fun to stuff a Wii with some of the, some of the things a, that we think will be rare. Ad, we talked about that in the meeting the other day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm totally. Oh, you went to that meeting? I'd love to. Just went to that meeting. Yeah, we could spend a couple hundred bucks and make like a Wii system that Ooh. we could use for the rest of our lives. <clears throat> love that. Actually, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, all right, a couple episodes ago, we put out a call for envelope art. Uh, and we've started. We've started getting some in. This is so cool. Here. Yeah. You have no idea as a kid that grew up a life of cool EGM and game. That's so fan. good. Yeah, this is this is a really good one. And I like that every the three of you thought this was a Dracula. 
Yeah, it's, it's a definitely Dracula. a Dracula. No, well, this is, he has a tie though, so I can't think of his name, but uh, Killer Seven. Cool. This is and we were just talking, dude. About Harman? Harman, Killer Seven. Aren't they all named Harmon. Timely. <laughs> I think they are. They're all. They're, they're all like the, the and this one, of Harmon. This one was actually dropped off here because he says I was going to mail this, but I work across the street. What? Nick. Tony. Americans. His name is Nick. Is he, uh, he says, says Hey, Omega Cops. I've been listening since 2006. Wow. And love the show. Sincerely, thank you. Current and past members of the Scoop crew alike, I heard your call for envelope art and have some fond memories of 90s era Nintendo Power art, so I wanted to contribute. Here's a piece featuring Killer7's uh, Kunlan. Kunlan. Uh, if you like it, you can find me on Instagram at Nick Arcidy. N-I-C-K-A-R-C-I-D-Y if you want to check out more of his work. That's so cool. Job, and now that I look at it more closely, yeah. You, at a glance, it looks like a Dracula. Yeah. No, it's not. And this one is made to look like a switch. <laughs> so cute. That's really cool. This is a uh, is it done M with paper overcamp too? Yeah, like it's not. It's even like it's layered. Yeah, it's layered. This is Great. a craft. This is actually like crafts. Yeah, it's a it's a paper craft switch. Yeah, I'm calling it. I I so badly want this to become a thing. This yeah. is Matt Madison. Matt in Madison says, "Hey, Damon, the rest of the Omega Cops. Since I'm a big fan of Game Scoop and a big fan of envelope art, as well as a big fan of run-on sentences, I was excited to see that you would show envelope art if we sent it in. So I decided to make an envelope, an envelope based on everyone's favorite new console, and send it in with hopes of seeing it on the show. Look how good that looks. Oh, it's even the reflection. Yeah, it's a real switch. Two switches. He also sent in uh, a 20 questions uh, suggestion, which we're not going to use because it's Jumpman Jr. Oh, boy. Which oh. is, he says, his favorite Commodore 64 I game. I don't even know the music for it. But do you think you could get there? Well, <laughs> if so Jumpman Jr. were the game, could you, were you, would you be able to get there? I'd, I, I could have gotten there. You could not I'm have gotten there. I'm making that call. You could not have gotten there. I've, I've talked about Jumpman Jr. within the past. I've tweeted about Jumpman Jr. in the past two months. Damon, if someone wants to send us envelope art, what should they, what can they do? Send it to you. 625 2nd Street, 4th Floor, San Francisco, California, 94107, to GameScoop Attention Me, Damon Hatfield. And we'll share it here on the show. Put the me in there. There's yeah. also, there's <laughs> me, also Damon. variations of that. You can do Damie Hats. Damie Hats, yeah. Or Demon Hatefield. Yeah. If, <laughs> if it's only during Halloween time. Is Demon Hatefield your Twitter name? Yeah. In October? Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> and that's actually an old uh, IGN reference. We did a Ty and I did a really dumb video way back in the day, uh, where we uh, it was a feature on scary games. And uh, finally, the last one is a little bit different. It's not envelope art, but this is uh, Brenton in Dallas, Texas. He said last episode, you asked for listeners to send in artwork. I know it's not the type of magazine art you guys were talking about, but I thought you guys might at least get a kick out of what I'm sending you. When I was just a kiddo, I was obsessed with Super Mario 64 mm, and would spend my days at school making up stories and adventures for Mario and his companions. I would draw them out and share them with other kids during lunch. I don't have many of them left, but I did manage to save a couple of those stories. I sent you one of those stories, wow. but if you want me to send the other, just let me know. I will mail it in. Uh, you guys do a fantastic job, and I look forward to GameScoop and MVC every week. So I can't believe he actually sent this to us because this is like a part this of his is from back in the day childhood. I feel like we should send it back. Like, uh, it's I mean, really cool. Maybe, like, yeah. Uh, I'll describe this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Yeah, I, wait till you guys see. This, this is gonna be hard to see. So I'll describe what is happening here. It's a it's a black and white like pencil drawing of Mario. It's like set up like a comic strip where he's running around doing things. So in this story, uh, there's a card. He gets cards. Says, "Dear Mario, I've baked you a pie." <laughs> a big pie for you, Peach. Princess not a cake this time. So he goes to the castle. Honest, he gets to the castle. <laughs> he gets to the castle. He's confused. She's not there. He hears Mario help. He goes into a painting. Uh, falls through some blackness, and he lands with a thunk. 
Oh, continues on the back. It's a side. whole like yeah. comic. Like then it, it says, "This is part two. He jumps over some fire. He goes into some blackness. He hears a ha ha ha. It's, it's Bowser. Bowser. He says, it. "You fell into my trap. Wrong." And then uh, Bowser says, "Fool! I wrote the letter to fool you." <gasps> Twist. Twist. Now you will die. Bowser oh. tells Mario, now you will die. And then it says, hold up that one now. To be continued. All right, here's Peach's Peril, episode two. Wait, so in this that one, episode ended? Yeah, yeah. Bowser blows some fire and it says crackle. And Mario does a backflip over the fire. Then he jumps up, he punches and kicks Mario at the, sum t- at the same time. It says double pow. Then Bowser's dead. What? And he blows up. I like that. That's a nice detail because at the end of uh, Mario 64, uh, Bowser blows up. That's oh, <laughs> I really like. I really like this. Yeah. So, Peach, are you okay? Peach says, "Thank you, Mario." And then it says, "The end, or is it?" Probably isn't. Probably not the end of Mario. But yeah, I can't believe he sent this into us. I like it's on, it's on two types of paper. Yep. Seems like something you'd pass in a school. Very cool. Yes. Note Brenton in Dallas, Texas. Thank you for sharing that with us. So cool. Uh, and that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from David K. Is it David Cage? Is it Jumpman Just Jr.? David K. And it is not Jumpman Jr. That's a hint. It's a bonus hint. Yeah, a freebie. Let the questioning begin. Uh, does this, do you fight bosses in this game? What? God, why do you hmm. You fight bosses? Yeah. Well, actually, do you, I'm going to say probably. All right, it's not Mega Man. <laughs> Probably. Well, honestly, okay. I was I was a little against your question. Uh, is this uh, before January first, two thousand? No. Same go. Um, does this game have sequels? Mm. How is this one stumping you? <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, kind of or of a, of a sort. Got to Mario Demasi. <laughs> kind of. Uh, did this game come out before January first, nineteen ninety? What? No, it's after. It's in the two thousands, at least. You know. What? <laughs> it is after January first, two thousand. Oh, he said. Okay, he said after. So the answer okay. is yes to that. Uh, is this? Mm, is this on? Uh, wait. So two thousand. Is this on? Uh, like GameCube, PS two, original Xbox era. No. Is this on three sixty PS three Wii era? Yes. Right. That's five. This is a Japanese game. No. This is it an American game? Well, you're asking the U.S. the gold U.S. of A. You're asking it's in North America. No, I'm asking. Ugh, I don't know. I don't, yeah, it should be North America because then you get UB yeah. North America. You're asking if it was developed in, in North, North America? America. No. Was Euros? Is it a rare game? Made by Rare? Yeah. No. No, he meant Rare as in like <laughs> <Yeah>. the hardest. <laughs> okay. It's European. <clears throat> may or may not have sequels. Of, may or may not have bosses. Of rare quality. Um, <laughs> and it's for the Wii generation of Wii games. Generation. So we got... Uh, is I, it a, uh, should we just ask about platform? Yeah. Is it on Wii? No. So what, PS3, 360? Yeah, so the European developers... It's not rare. That's good to know. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be European. It's just not Japanese or North American. Could be one of those Brazilian... I'm games. really... I'm pretty sure it's European. Yeah, yeah. Who else well, is making games over there? I mean, UB. Like Heavenly Sword? Yeah. Or it could be one of the Quantic Dream games. <laughs> could, be, could be Witcher. Is this a... Uh, Witcher definitely has sequels. It's definitely not Witcher. Is it on a... Uh, should we ask if it's just on... Is it a PS3 exclusive? No. 
That's I, 10. I was thinking of a couple PS3 exclusives. So yeah, we're not getting this one. No, you don't know <laughs> uh, We don't know what kind of a game this is. Let's, let's, let's. Yeah, we get, still don't know platform. Let's get some verbs. Well, it's not PS4 or Wii. It sounds more like a handheld game or a PS. That's what I was saying. Like, yeah. I want to know if it's like some weird PC thing. Like, because like, like I, I know it's not World of Warcraft, but like something like that, that it's hard to characterize whether it has sequels or not. Sensible soccer. I want to know what kind of a game this is. Is this on PC? Yes. Is it exclusively on PC? Oh, do we, I don't think we need it. Okay, well, okay. I, well, hold on. We don't need to ask. Damon didn't answer yet. He stone-faced Hatfield. <laughs> Demon hate-filled. <laughs> because he has the whole Mac thing. I forgot about that. Well, I don't have the whole Mac thing. Is it a multi- like I wasn't on that episode, but it was a debacle. Is yeah. Is it a multi-platform game? Yes. So PC and either Xbox, Xbox or PlayStation. It, we already said it wasn't on PlayStation. No, it's not a PlayStation exclusive. Don't roll your eyes. I I tried hard. <laughs> this is guys. This is what Damon wants. Yeah, there's no way. Okay. Should we just ask? No, it's fine. It's a Ubisoft multi game and just try our best. It's a multi-platform game. That it would be Europe. like a Montpellier game. Well, it's multi-platform from Europe. Who else made it? Uh, I'm going through that. Like, where's the N? Uh, Gorilla. A, a gorilla, um, <laughs> and it's the PS3 era. Okay, so famous gorilla making video games. But he's yeah. not sure if there's bosses in it. In the so. London Zoo. But I'm guessing there are. Um, Could be Ninja Theory. Yeah. Should we ask about? Um, Could be Heavenly Sword. That's a PS3 exclusive. I know that's perspective. Why. But it can't be Ninja Theory. We don't even know what kind of a game this is. We're not even like... Okay, then, then, All right, you know Malky, what, what should we ask about? Give me a sec. Marty, you can ask what you want. If you want to know what kind of game it is, you have the power. To play as a girl? Yeah, maybe. All right, some sort of That's a... That's a cool question. Some sort you of could. character creator or... Okay, I'm thinking this is a game with a character creator. Yeah. So Damon made a face. He made a face. Face confirmed. Or it's like two playable characters. One of them's a girl. Fighting game. Or you're a racing. It's a racing game. No, Europeans don't make fighting games. They're banned. You're right. Also, we're going full in that it's European. It could very well be like Brazilian, China. It's probably not China. Well, I don't know. I don't have enough to go on at I all. Have a so, genre. So is this a, is this game? Uh, 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 Did. Is this, is this a first? I got one. I got one. Go Does this have realistic graphics? Uh, uh, realistic ish. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be realistic. Yeah. And it has weird sequels. May or may not have sequels. May well, or may not have bosses. There's definitely. This is not the only game in the series. I'll say that. So, is it based on a license? No. Fifteen. Five questions left. Marty, would you say there's a, they released Gremlins 1, the movie? Okay? You with me so far? Yeah. <laughs> Justin Stalling. Gremlins is a film that exists. They release a Gremlins 1 video game. They release, that's a tie, it's based on the movie. They release a Gremlins 2 movie. They release a Gremlins 2 video game that's based on the movie. Would you say that that video game is a sequel to the previous video game? Yes. Okay. Uh, everyone says yes. But <laughs> so riddle me this, Marty Sleva. Could this be a Prince of Persia game? Yeah. No, that was Montreal. All of them? I believe so. Everyone. I believe so. After what about Jordan the, McNair what about made the cartoony one? That was definitely Montreal. Okay. That one's so good. What an underrated game from last gen. 2008, I think that was. 
So just think of games that could fit this whole description then. I'm just trying to think of European. Is this a is this a 3D third person game? Is it a 3D game where you can see your character? No. That's like every game from that from I know. last gen. That just I mean, I can't see the girl. How do I know I'm the girl? Is this a first person game? Yes. Three questions left. A first person multi-platform game from that era. Might be able to be a girl. It's not Japanese and it's not American. Wait, is this something like uh, it's obviously not Minecraft, but uh, wait, is it Minecraft? No. Why not? Is it yeah. is it Notch British? Yeah, it could be Minecraft. Is he? What's Notch? Could be could be Minecraft. It's Notch British? Could be Minecraft. You could play as a girl, there no, might be bosses. He's Swedish, he's Norwegian. Okay, One there's always been One of the- dude, like there's like so much Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm well, pretty well, sure. I I'm completely with you. <laughs> I just want to, before we go popping off. I, can I pop off on one? <laughs> can you give me one to pop off? No. I just ask if there's love. Did he buy Jay-Z's house? You can use a general one, but yeah, you're probably right. Uh, Does this have a building mode? Do you, have a lot, do you do a lot of building in this video game? No. <laughs> well, actually, hold on. If you're going to be like, actually, <laughs> it's not building, it's crafting. I mean, yeah, okay. Don't do this to us. I mean, so what I'm assuming is it's not Minecraft. Right. Yeah, I would say, I don't think what you would call what you do in this game building. Angry Birds? That's just got hella sequels. Two questions left. Man, I was, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. My heart it was all funny. in on Minecraft. A, yeah. lot of, a, lot of the, a lot of the clues did seem to line up with Minecraft. Ah, oh, dunk. First so. person, first person game. Is this game, never mind, I don't want to do that. We only got two questions left, so we got one left, and then we have to guess. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Should we just ask if it's a Ubisoft game? It's not. I really don't think it's a Ubisoft game, and if I'm wrong, I'll quit. Okay. Um, no, um, not you can't quit till January at the <laughs> earliest. <laughs> Should we ask uh, if you have a gun or something like that? It sure. won't help, really. What's sure. is it? Black? Can it be black? Can't be no, black. That was the Can it be any of the Call of Duties? No. no. Those all have sequels. They're all made. In, they're not made in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, do you are you shooting things with a gun in this game? You could. God damn it, Dan. And you can kind of build stuff. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Maybe it has bosses. Who knows? Could be sequels. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think we can. Was Gears of War Judgment game. made in Europe? It's like it sounds like it's a quirky. Uh, no, it's not first person. Yeah, that's true. It sounds like it's kind of like a quirky. Like Katamari type game, but from maybe Europe. Like first person. Yeah, yeah. With some sort of, I assume it's like a Fortnite style element of like building without it being like heavy building. And because you can shoot, you don't have to. So it sounds like it's like a crafting game, like Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. But it's not made by Rare. We we really botched this one. Mostly Marty and I. Um, could it be like XCOM type stuff? No, it's first person. First person can't see your character, sometimes shooty. Or is it just that we can't see the character? It's first person, I asked. Okay. Could be spooky. It's a spooky first person game. I, I feel like the building survival that the has some sort of building element is like a big survival. So it's like, what were the games that Rust. came after? Yeah, like like the next generation that came after Minecraft. Like, but that's a little old for those two. 
That's with true. The Wii, the Wii generation. Yeah, that's a good but point. But it's not on Wii. Came to consoles and PC Wait, as well. Lego? No, not first person. It did Lego games sort of have sequels, but aren't. Like, I wouldn't say Lego Pirates is a sequel to Lego Star you Wars. You build stuff. They're British. Obviously. But they're not based on licenses. That's why I asked that question. Oh, that's hella licenses. Um, thing is licenses. Yeah. Uh, and it came to console too, which is another good hint. I've been picturing just PC games. I wish we could still ask, like, if it was critically acclaimed or. Damon, was it critically acclaimed? No, he <laughs> help the boys out. Damon, are we going to get this one? No. We're, we're, we're close. Yeah, I have a lot of clues. Should should I reveal the game? Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Yeah, or you do want to guess something? You want to make a guess of, of like a first so person we lost. game? What is one question we should have asked? Well, there, I gave you guys a clue last week that you should have used again this week. Uh-oh. I love Halloween. Uh, it is a horror-themed game. You were, you asked about spookies. I so, did ask about spookies. He does love Halloween. So I still, I still don't have it. If I told you it was a horror-themed first-person game where you and build or craft things developed craft. in Europe. No. No. Europe craft. I still don't have Spooky it. Spooky house. Dead Island. Dead Island! Ah, uh, oh, the polls! Uh, Dead Island. Uh, I wouldn't have... Who made Dead Island? Techland. Techland. Polish. Published by Deep Silver. 2011. Oh, does it have sequels? Because I had Riptide and never had a two. Two got like stalled. In, like indefinite. Limbo. Yeah, yeah, indefinite limbo. Yeah. But there was even another one. There was like a, an adventure yep. game oh, in yeah. the Dead Island series. So there was like been other Dead Island games. Didn't they even, there might have even been another one, like an MMO on PC or something. You knew Dead Island was in trouble when Dead Island 2 was not on an island. Yeah. It's in California. Actually, it's a peninsula. <laughs> yep. Dead Island. Well, thank you for the suggestion, David K. Oops. Where do you guys think? Where do you think you got you got lost? Uh, it was game. hard for us to get European. Mm. I should have known. We always think of Ubisoft. That's in all my thing in my mind, I was I was going over Poland, and for some reason, skipped Techland because there's like only like three. It's not very many. There's like I, I mean, honestly, it's like the UK, uh, France, and Poland in terms of like powerhouse developers in, in mm, uh, yeah. Europe. Yeah. Like obviously, there's some in Germany and stuff, but those are the big three. I don't know. I think we need to ask about multiplayer early on. Because, like, mm-hmm. thinking about single player. Uh, we should have asked, did it give a severed woman's torso as a pre order gift? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my lead off question. Was that the first game? I don't even think that was. I think that was Riptide I think that was, did that, that actually. Was just a bad yeah, idea. I always have a hard time. Like, if I can't picture what's happening in that game, like, I, I would kind of like to lean into, like, transition around question 10 to, like, what are you shooting or jumping yeah. on or doing? Yeah. That's like, good. yeah. And I don't remember if there are bosses, but it's like an action sure, RPG. So I would like yeah, it has to be like yeah. a special there were boss characters, right? I, I mean, I, that's what I, I think. That's a total. I didn't remember. I think your answer was fine. Uh, nicely, nicely job, Sam. Nicely job, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that is all the scoops we have for you this week, everybody. Uh, whatever it is you're playing this weekend, Mario, Assassin's Creed, Wolfenstein, something else. Uh, we hope you have fun doing so. And uh, make sure you join us early on Monday morning for uh, the Sony conference from Paris Games Week. Our pre-show coverage begins at 7.30 a.m. Pacific. Be real sleepy. I'll brew, I'll brew the coffee. Perfect. Marty's going to bring the bagels. We're going to be good. Uh, remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank, Thank you. you, Marty. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
tune. 